Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. A big warm welcome to you, Basil Manuel. Good evening, Patricia. It's a pleasure to be with you again. Always a great pleasure having you. So I am aware in your latest statement, you have said that um, Neptosa is unapologetically pro-vaccination. However, you feel that the mandatory vaccinations may lead to more hesitancy. Why is this? Patricia, at first, let's just acknowledge that in the teacher cohort that we broadly represent, Um, We've seen the success of educating our people. We've seen the success of knocking at at, at every school and and encouraging people. Today we have 82 to 92% of our teachers vaccinated. The the highest is in Limpopo with 92%, which is phenomenal. As a single group, that is exceptional, and I think it would be the highest anywhere. In, in not only in the country, but far broader than just this country. So that shows that education works. And we, we know that it's probably an inevitability that at some stage we're going to have to cross the threshold of mandatory vaccination. But we don't believe it's appropriate at this stage. What we are really afraid of is that a, a hesitant becomes an anti-vaxxer. There are very few anti-vaxxers. There are people who are hesitant for a variety of reasons. But when people feel pushed into the corner, they then also respond in like manner. And there's a hard-line response. So we believe that um, there's much more to be done. And in particular, we've called on government to, to address the religious formations whether it be uh, the, the churches, uh, pastors, whether it be the imams in, in, in mosques, they are very influential people. And many, many believers from those groups are the hesitants. And that is where we need to get to. We can't only talk about it. We've actually got to physically call the folk together, speak to them, show them the facts. And this is why Naptoza says it is a little premature now to move to mandatory vaccination. The time will come, but this is not the time. Now, uh, will government heed to this? I mean, I understand the thinking. It's a very psychological thinking that if uh, people feel pushed to the corner, they will obviously have too much hesitancy and uh, not want to participate. But if people are given the facts and the information, then it makes it easier for them. Will government heed to your call? Uh, Patricia, when I watched uh, on, on television the, um, the debate in Parliament and I listened to the state president in his particular responses uh, in Parliament, he too was agreeing that um, we, we must be very careful about pushing too early. So I think the message is there already. But that's only one part of it. The other part of it is actively doing something to get to the hesitants, to speak to the large groups that are quoting verses and things like that. And believe me, the people have a strong belief system. And not to rubbish the system, but rather to point out that there is the greater good. And this is what we need to be doing. And I don't think there's enough activity happening in that direction. There's a lot of people talking around the, the issue, 
But nobody's going to knock on the doors and say, come, let's have this debate. Let's talk about it. Let's see what is in the interest of the greater good. Hey, Timas, what are your thoughts? Do you feel that the mandatory vaccination for COVID-19 is going to lead to more hesitancy? Or are you as a South African ready to go and vaccinate. Please let us know by sending a WhatsApp to 614 or you can call in on 011-714-2006. SMSs go to 41391. Basil, 80% of staff in the education sector have been vaccinated so far. So uh, is it correct for me to assume that the 20% that has not yet vaccinated have some sort of hesitancy or, or some reasoning that will need them to be more educated before they vaccinate? Patricia, yes. Look, the average for the country is 85%, with, with some areas high and some areas lower. But the, the reasons that certainly some of our members have uh, put forward, there was a dedicated group that was not too comfortable with the J&J vaccine. They wanted the Pfizer and of course, when we rolled it out, we only had access to the J&J. And then we encouraged those people to get into the age cohort queues to, to, to get the Pfizer there. And so we are seeing the numbers creep up slowly. That's the one group. So hesitant, not because they didn't want to, but because they, there was a lot of negativity around the J&J at the time, you'd remember. Then, of course... There's a group that is is, is simply just saying, uh, I I don't see the reason for this. I've had COVID. Maybe I have enough antibodies. Now, we, of course, are not scientists in ourselves, but we have uh, listened to the science people who who said to us that, look, yes, there may be antibodies, but uh, they're not going to last. You need something to boost it. But they need the science people and they need government to be preaching the same message over and over again. Because there is this belief that I've had it, so I think I have a fair amount of protection. Then there are those other doubters who who are not doing this because they, they are told that, in fact, it's against the religion. Now, that's a little more difficult. As we move up the scale, it becomes a little more difficult now to convince people that maybe this is not the way to go. I've I've said to family members of mine that I can't believe that our God would, uh, would create somebody so good to develop something and then say to me, no, don't take that stuff. There is a disjuncture there. However, I can't simply ignore a belief system. And then, of course, we have those people who are saying, oh, there's something wrong, etc. Now we have gone out to say, what research have you done? Your research can't only be on the Internet. You've got to have scientists backing you up. Unfortunately, there are also doctors who fall into this category. I heard Professor Mahdi say now the other day, stay in your lane if you're not a vaccinologist. You don't know enough. And uh, that was being said to one or two GPs that were also uh, casting doubt on the vaccine. Now, that sounds harsh, but it is the truth. We need to listen to the people who know more, not the people who think they know. On the other hand, you know, we know that we are dealing with a virus that's very new. 
Um, it's only been less than two years that we've uh, had scientists working on this. And I remember that there was a time where we were being told by media, by scientists, that if you've had COVID, your antibodies are going to be so strong and, you know, you might not contract again. But clearly things keep on changing. So more education is clearly needed. Basil, I'm going to ask us to go to the lines. I've got Gole, who's on the line. Hey, Tima Gole, good evening. Hello, Patricia. How are you? I'm strong. How are you? I'm okay. I'm not sure if the network is fine. We hear you loud and clear. Uh, COVID is a very deadly disease and it gives a very short time as a turnaround time. Mm. Unlike ATB and other sicknesses, that we have liberty to, to treat them in the long run. Unfortunately, when we live with belief system, Oh my goodness, we've lost Gale. It seems the network on his side has done us in. I'm moving on to Lesha. Lesha, good evening, Aitima. Lesha, good evening. Are you there? Hello, good evening. Good evening. Hi, uh, greetings to Mr. Manuel. It's his old friend Lesha from Crawford originally and his brothers. Um, yes, what I was wanting to um, uh, share with you and to the listeners was that uh, the uh, COVID is an epidemic uh, a challenge to all of us. And as young spirited athletes and young people who participate in community life and all this, to be able to cope with the things and everything else, uh, the young people should be taught trades, um, like mechanics in your backyard. Like when I was a youngster in the 60s, 70s, with Dr. Hannes Larus in Serpentine, I was educated from the age of about seven years old because um, Dr. LaRue's hands, um, he couldn't use it because he was in a wheelchair as well. So I started learning at a young age to be uh, useful with my hands by a doctor of education programs. And um, they must be exposed on telephone manners. They should be taught on how to organize their lifestyles, quality time, get a diary, and then you start working from there. Even if you teach them how to auto-electrically um, do a diagram, at least you have a diagram or an alarm system, and then that person grows with that in his hobby, and he can start assembling his own life in a direction which is actually a hobby and a lifestyle. So the people of today doesn't necessarily need to be literate in all the ways other than useful with their aptitude skills in order to uh, let others survive, meaning electrical engineering. Uh, all right. Um, Lesha, I hear you loud and clearly, but you you've vied off topic. You've really digressed. But thank you for calling in. I'm going to Kolane now. Kolane, good evening, A-Tima. Mabenda, how are you, sir? Ah, uh, blessed. I'm cool. How are you? Uh, I'm good, but uh, partially confused. Uh, it says I have opted not to vaccinate. However, I'm worried about my kids because uh, whatever decision that I take, it will impact them. As a result, the school just sent a letter that says uh, they should vaccinate, but I'm, I'm hesitant. I have two kids 
that are still in uh, in the primary school. My consensus is uh, the terminology or the the the, the what you call it, the concern around the antibodies, uh, the the antibodies. Uh, my childhood sweetheart, uh, who's a member of the public, uh, who's a member of uh, the uh, the police service act, uh, was diagnosed with COVID. Uh, I was terminally ill myself. I tested numerous times. They said I was negative. So I didn't understand because we shared the very same bed and whatnot. So now comes this uh, uh, time whereby one needs to vaccinate. She's hesitant to vaccinate. I'm also hesitant to vaccinate. So my worries is, or my concern is, I survived 11-5 as a frontline worker myself. Uh, I would like to think that one way or the other, if she was positive, at some point in time, I was also positive. Because I remember one time I was admitted at Westville Hospital for like, uh, it was a week, week and a couple of days. But there was no COVID diagnosed in, in my system. So my worry is that should I not vaccinate on the basis that I presume that I was also positive for my antibodies, uh, or my auntie was forever, they, 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 they are fully active. Or should I rely on the fact that my partner, whom we share the very same bed, 365 days uh, per year, uh, was also diagnosed with COVID, but I was not diagnosed. So I'm of a view that if COVID is so existing in the way that they are saying it does, because now I'm hesitant, um, I'm, I'm really doubting, because she was diagnosed positive and I was diagnosed negative. However, I was admitted. She wasn't admitted, but she was diagnosed positive. I was diagnosed negative. So can your guest elaborate as to how, how possible is that? And how can he convince a person with with the fact that I possess in my disposal to go and vaccinate? All right, Colin. Right, I'm sure you are aware that Basil Manuel is uh, the executive director of Neptosa and yes. not a medical yes. professional. I think the one yes. that he will be very well conversed to um, talk about is the vaccination of the children and where they stand as Neptosa. But uh, let's hear from Basil. Please listen on the radio. Basil, please weigh in. Uh, thanks, Patricia, for uh, first cheering up that I'm not a medical professional. Um, insofar as the vaccination of, of learners is concerned, first of all, the international experience shows that uh, Britain is, of course, going to roll this out in the next week. They're going to start vaccinating 12 to 16-year-olds. Now, at the moment, um, there is a view being expressed that given the fact that we have sufficient vaccines, given the fact that there are so many people who are not coming forward, maybe we should be opening it up for particularly our our high school learners. Now, we know that with teachers being vaccinated, we've solved half the problem. The other half of the problem is, of course, learners. And this time around, with the Delta variant in particular, we've seen such a sharp increase in children uh, falling ill, both in the primary and the high school. But uh, we are now asking our scientists, and we've already tabled that, to please uh, consider this because we know that already um, one of the vaccines has been cleared for administration to children, even in South Africa. But of course, we have not made that decision uh, as as our science group to actually uh, get government to roll it out. We are in favor of rolling it out in our high schools because we believe it just creates uh, a number of 
of uh, areas of, of um, calming people down. Number one, your parents feel uh, greatly satisfied that there's greater safety. Your teachers' mental health comes into play, and there is that sense of greater safety, but they're also with the children. Our learners want to get out there. We want to see them having a matric farewell. We don't want children robbed of those uh, uh, classical moments in the life of growing up. And COVID has disrupted these things. And the only way we're going to get it back, the only way we're going to get back to the stadiums and get back to the clubs is if we actually uh, get to the point where we have vaccinated enough people. And our youngsters have to come forward. So insofar as our high school learners are concerned, NAPTOSA is in full support. As I said before, we are unapologetically pro-vax. We want to see as many people doing it because we are convinced of the safety. We are convinced that this is the right route to go. And not only because of our own little research, but because the world is showing us that. Uh, When we look at the soccer matches overseas, surely we must be saying, when are we going to get there? And the only way to get there is to get our people vaccinated. Let me go to the lines and straight uh, to voice notes after that. Eti Maati, good evening. How are you, Ms. Patricia? Strong, thank you. Please keep your um, comment or question very short and sweet. Okay, um, I don't have much to say, and I don't know uh, much information about vaccination programs and what so not. But what I can say is that I have a problem with people who have not went to school uh, for, 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 for being doctors and what, what not. And those very same people who have never went to school for this particular job are the most people who are discouraging other people not to go and vaccine. So I, I, I strongly believe that the government is trying so hard to make South Africa better. So what we should do as South Africans it is to work together to defeat the coronavirus. It's a, it's a virus. It's, it's something that has been created. So, therefore, we should be able to allow the government to take its place. Thank you very much, Ati. Much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Good evening, Patricia and uh, your guest. Look, uh, I got vaccinated in, in May already, um, and I didn't I didn't get a jab with any of the two, um, uh, you know, vaccines, which is J&J and Pfizer. Um, on the 3rd of July, I tested positive for COVID and I didn't even know that I had it. I just had a, a scratchy throat and I thought, let me just get tested. And I tested positive. I went on with my business as usual, eating as normal, working out and all of that stuff. So I don't understand all this hesitancy. Where does it come from? For me, it's like how Stephen Hortis puts it. It's like wearing a seatbelt. It's not going to save your life, but it's going to minimize the chances of you, you know, dying or having severe injuries. That's all there is to it. I don't understand why people all of a sudden are hesitant when we were told that the vaccines are coming. The first vaccines that came, people are so excited. I just think people must just get over and done with this, get vaccinated and let life continue. This is Akilek Johannesburg. Thank you. Hey, guys. This is Sian. Hey, Tim is. Hey, Doc. 
for me ne guys like i i think what makes some of us not wanna you know this vaccine thing is that we feel forced in a way of they're not they're not saying the same thing they'd be telling us that no you you're not forced to be vaccinated and then there would be uh let's say for instance shops that tell you if you're not vaccinated then you can't get something or you know what i mean which gets me now being now religious that it's sort of like a way of like what revelation say the the mark of the beast but so because of time uh, basil i'm going to ask you to just give us uh, your 30 second sum up patricia let's get out there let's get vaccinated there is no evidence that is showing that you are going to be safer without the vaccine and we need to make south africa safe remember it's for the greater good the, the greater good always trumps the good of the individual Thank you, Patricia, for the time. Thank you so very much for always joining us and shedding light on this. That was Basil Manuel, uh, Executive Director for Niptosa. It's 11 o'clock now. Let's go to Greg Hose for the final news update. Good evening, Greg.